Hello and welcome to another week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and it is brought to you by your local community radio station. I'm Sarah McKenzie. We have a packed show for you today as we whip around the country to bring you May Day celebrations and change the rules rallies from Queensland, from Melbourne and from Adelaide. But first, as always, let's do some union news. National Tertiary Education Union, the NTEU members of the University of Melbourne, voted on May the 1st to strike for four hours on Wednesday 9th of May as part of their long campaign for the new enterprise agreement. After 16 months of bargaining, negotiations have reached an impasse on a range of issues, but particularly the university's push to remove current academic and intellectual freedom protections from the agreement, and to split the current agreement into two separate agreements, one covering academics and one covering professional staff. NTEU University of Melbourne President Steve Adams said about this that the academic and intellectual freedom protections are vital to ensure that staff are able to speak without fear or favour within their areas of expertise without it affecting their position. As part of the strike, NTEU members will meet at the university entrance and then they'll join their colleagues across the entire workforce for the ACTU's Change the Rules rally being held at the Victorian Trades Hall on the 9th of May. The Transport Workers Union, the TWU, is calling on the federal government to regulate food delivery companies. This call comes after internal communications at Fedora show that the company admits that it could be engaging in sham contracting. Sham contracting is disguising an employment relationship as an independent contract relationship to get out of paying things like superannuation, leave entitlements, workers' compensation. Sham contracting is illegal and penalties can be up to $32,000 per contract. Fedora has well over a 1,000 riders. Last week, leaked emails from Fedora management revealed that there were internal concerns that the food delivery platform is engaging riders on sham contracts. In the leaked email, senior managers at Fedora were discussing rider contracts as concerning from a legal perspective. TWU National Secretary Tony Sheldon says that Fedora have been caught out, that they know that their contracts are illegal and that they know that riders that they are engaging should be given the rights and protections they deserve. Delivery riders have held protests in Melbourne and Sydney in recent months to highlight their lack of fair rates and protections. The TWU have launched unfair dismissal cases at the Fair Work Commission on behalf of riders that they say have been unfairly sacked. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. People are showing that they're ready to take action, to change the rules, to win more secure jobs and fairer pay rises. Australian cities have been demonstrating over the last week with workers and families taking their call to change the rules to the streets. Mainstream media might not cover the scale of these rallies and in the word of Gil Scott Heron, the revolution will not be televised, but it will be broadcast on Stick Together, the national union show on your community radio dial. 
So now we're going to take you around the country to some of the events that happened over the last weekend. Queensland reporter Craig Garrett was at the Brisbane rally, where an estimated 50,000 people filled the streets of Brisbane for the 2018 Labor Day March. Unionists of all colours gathered at Cathedral Square in Spring Hill, and then they marched as a group through Fortitude Valley and Bowen Hills to the Brisbane showground site. Craig caught up with some unionists at the rally as well. Here's what they had to say. So yeah, just name what you do and uh, what brings you here today. So Jennifer Thomas, Executive President of the Services Union here in Queensland. So today's Labor Day and so all our members are out here and we're marching to change the rules. We've got um, inequity in this country that is you know, far apart for our working members. For us particularly, um, we've got disability service members and we've got the introduction of NDIS coming into this country and it's stark in terms of our community service members who work in isolation and um, change the rules is going to be really important for those folk particularly because um, they're women largely and they're casual workers or part-time workers or migrant workers and you know now more than ever they need a union to ensure that NDIS is the best it can be for our vulnerable Australians and for them caring for those people. Cool. Is there a specific rule that really needs changing? Uh, for us it's insecure work. What we want to see is that those casual workers and largely women workers have the opportunity not to work three jobs, to work one job in an organisation that they love and for people who they love working for. Uh, Terry Burke, I'm the Secretary of the Independent Education Union, Queensland and Northern Territory. Um, and what brings you to the march today, what are the issues important to your heart? Change the rules. The current industrial laws mean that workers in Australia don't get a fair go to change their conditions and if they can't change their conditions then those conditions are going backwards. So change the rules. Hey, well I'm Sam Townsend, I'm an organiser with the CPSU but I look after CSIRO union members. Um, I'm here today because it's important to make sure that this government, federal government, knows that the workers won't put up with him stripping back um, funding, especially for CSIRO and some of the other organisations who provide key services for all Australians but also the world. And they've cut funding and cut funding to CSIRO and we've got magnificent members who are doing so much more with so less um, because they're just dedicated to, to the Australian public and the world nationally, so, internationally. So we need to actually send a strong message to this government that we won't put up with it anymore. Thanks for that. That was Jennifer Thomas, Terry Bruce and Sam Townsend. In January of this year, a report by Oxfam International showed that inequality in Australia has increased. The top 1% still owns more than the bottom 70%, while the wealth share of the bottom 50% has fallen. Wealth inequality in Australia is among the worst in the developed world. Australia is ranked 22 out of 35 OECD countries. Here's Ros McLennan, Secretary of the Queensland Council of Trade Unions, addressing the crowd in Brisbane about why we need to change the rules and how we can swing the pendulum back. Knocked it out of the park this year in terms of our 
our numbers. I've heard reports of 50,000 and he just looked absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. As we join together to support each other, to stand up for what's right, to stand up for our families and to stand up for working people everywhere. It's time to change the rules, are you with me? stand up for secure jobs. It's time to stand up for fair pay for working people. It's time to fight for workplace rights that are actually enforced. And it's time to stand up for working people and the power that we have in our workplaces and our communities. We know it's time to change the rules when inequality is at a 70-year high. We know it's time to change the rules when big businesses can change structures to avoid paying their workers fairly. And we know it's time to change the rules when the top 1% of the population owns more wealth than the bottom 70% combined. That's just shameful. Shameful. The fair go in this country is more fantasy than reality for just too many people. It's time to change the rules. And in doing so, in closing, I want to thank you all for coming, for the work you do in your workplaces, in your, in your communities, to spread the word. Because we've got this. The message I want you to leave Labor Day is when you're talking to your colleagues, your family and your friends who may not yet be members yet, I want you to tell them that we are the movement for change. We are the ones that will swing the pendulum back in favour of working people. Be mighty, be unbreakable, be union. Rose also got to present the annual Labor Day trophy for the best union contingent at the march, which went to the Plumbers Union. On May 5th, Adelaideans took to the streets for their Change the Rules rally. Stick Together's Mara Bonacci from Adelaide was at the rally in Victoria Square. CFMEU members from Glencore's Oki North Mine, who were locked out from their workplace for more than 200 days, came down to participate in the march. The story of the Oki North workers is yet another example of how the rules are broken for working people. Employers pushing the envelope with increased lockouts applications to terminate agreements and wage theft, and we're hearing about it every day. Myra caught up with the Oki North visitors at the rally. Yeah, g'day, Chris Brodsky from the CFMEU, the Mining and Energy Division in Queensland. Uh, I'm here with uh, Chris Wilson. G'day all. Uh, we come down here from the uh, from the Oki North dispute. It was a major dispute we had with Glencore in Queensland. Um, we were locked out of our employment for 237 days. Um, due to the, the company wanting to push a workplace agreement onto coal miners um, that, uh, that, they, that they didn't want. Um, so we've, we've been invited to come down here. I was a guest note speaker the other night uh, for May Day in South Australia here. Just to explain to everybody as we get around just what happened in central Queensland um, with, with Glencore. Um, so basically really what they wanted to do is they wanted to come into the workplace and um, decimate our agreement, take all our rights off us, take our right to have representation, um, take our rights away for um, collective bargaining really. They just wanted what their agreement was and that was it. Um, probably around June last year they made the decision to lock the gates 
and uh, for 237 days straight, uh, locked 180 mine workers out of their out of their employment, which had a devastating effect on the small town of Thierry, had a devastating effect on the industry in Queensland, and um, these laws and this government allow it to happen in this day and age. And so we're just down here to uh, tell a story, get the story out, and make every Australian aware just of you know the corporate thuggery that is in this country in this day and age and we just don't stand for it any longer. So where is it at now up your way? So where it is at now is um, the Commission, uh, the Fair Work Commission um, stepped in, uh, we ended up having a mediated agreement, the, uh, the mine workers are back at work now um, but uh, working under an agreement that was um, that was done, as I said, through mediation. We were able to contain and, and keep 85% of our current entitlements, uh, both conditions and wages. And um, so that's a 15% cut. Yeah, but the cut was not in regards to our money. Like they took some of our workplace representation office, which really hurts. And that's a real sticking point for us because we believe in this day and age that. Um, that uh, workplace representation shouldn't even be a law. It shouldn't be written anywhere. It should be a human right that if anybody wants to be represented in the workplace, they should have that choice. Um, it should not. It should not have to go into an agreement on, on on whether you have that right or not. That's right. It's not a lot to ask. No, it isn't. Not not in this day and age. Not the way that the world is, and how competitive it is, and how um, how how unfair it is. You you need people such as union leaders and union delegates to step up for the smaller people, the smaller guy, the guy that's scared to say something in the workplace and, and that's, uh, that's the reason why we do what we do, especially as union leaders, is, is we look after the little guy and make sure that they get looked after. You got anything to yeah, add? Yeah, g'day, it's uh, Chris here, how you going? I've, I've just come down here from central Queensland basically to just to say thanks to all the brothers and sisters and the comrades throughout the trade union movement. Without their support, we would never ever have lasted 237 days on the picket line. And it's just a great thing and a great feeling and to all those new that are to the trade movement, get involved, being part of a union, because without unions, you, you can't really work in Australia. Multinational companies just have too much power to strip away all our basic rights that basically we're just custodians of and, and it's our right and our, our job to preserve these for the next generation and uh, yeah happy May Day. Thanks so much for your time. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. Arise, you workers from your slumbers. Arise, you prisoners of want. For reason in and at last ends the, age of the history of May Day is a history of the struggle of working people to achieve a better way of life, decent pay, working conditions, and for a society that meets the needs of people. 
Now we'll cross over to Victoria at the Victorian Trades Hall on Sunday. Rearing up for the big rally on the 9th, the May Day celebrations were well underway, with rides and bands and music. I was down at Victorian Trades Hall on Sunday, spoke to a couple of people about why May Day is important to them and why it's important that we all hit the streets to change the rules. Tell me your name and why you're here at Victorian Trades Hall today. Uh, Sylvia Jones and uh, MUA and here to represent the workers because for an eight hour day, eight hours pay, so that's why we're here, to fight for our rights. Now there's a big rally coming up on the 9th. We'll be there. Brilliant. Change the rules, my word. Yes, and which parts of Change the Rules most resonate with you as a worker? Well I'm retired so I look for my grandchildren, my children, to make sure that they get their right wages and their conditions and uh, just that everybody's happy, more or less. Thank you. Okay, my name's Craig Kelly, I'm Assistant State Secretary of the AMWU, just down the road. And, you know, it's May Day, so we come out to celebrate uh, May Day, as we always do. Will we be going to the rally on the 9th? Absolutely, yeah. My name's Troy Carter. I'm the uh, lead delegate for the AMW at the Longford Picket Line. So we've been fighting that for 318 days now. And uh, yeah, of course, May Day, it's a, it's a day of solidarity. It's a, it's a day where all the unions can get together and, and show support for one another. And, and, and in the struggles we're facing at this day and the need to change the rules, it's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity. Um, and if you could say one thing to our current federal government, what would that be? I'm sure you've said some things to our current federal government. Yeah, we've certainly said a lot of things. And, and one thing is that uh, to, to have a look, take notice. Um, working families are struggling everywhere. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to fight this to ensure that fairness is um, and justice is served for every Australian family, you know, at, at this stage they're, they're giving away our resources, they're not putting any money into the community, they're allowing big big companies to, to take our tax monies and overseas and, and while, while, while families are struggling right across Australia. So uh, we're going to stand up, we're going to fight back and see the rules changed. Brilliant, thanks so much. So could you tell me your name and why you're here today? Um, Janet, I'm uh, here because it's uh, May Day and it's about uh, the workers of the world and what we've achieved collectively. Um, and why is May Day important to you as a worker? It's important because, you know, come from a long line of unionists and the battles around the world to maintain conditions. And so were you at the rally on the 9th? I will be, yep. Um, and do you think this Change the Rules campaign, do you think we um, workers can win? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a real mood for it, for change and um, the campaign has been framed in a way that we can all relate to and will galvanise people, I think, to change the government. Uh, what parts of the campaign do you relate to the most? Uh, especially uh, casual labour, casualised, precarious work. Uh, the need for a living wage, so people aren't working three or four different jobs just to pay for the rent, and the you know fighting for a decent quality future. Um, and can I ask you uh, why you're at Trades Hall today? Uh, I'd like to second what Janet said, but to uh, yeah to have the opportunity for the union movement to come together and celebrate our achievements and celebrate our strength. 
Brilliant. And um, and same question of the Change the Rules campaign, um, which parts of it resonate with you the most? I think that the um, job security is a massive issue, especially among the young people that, um, I'm an educator and the young people that I see working in um, insecure jobs um, is a major issue and, and hearing about um, all the opportunities for wage theft to be occurring in this society really makes me angry to think about the um, young people that I'm teaching having been worse off in terms of their employment prospects than, than I was at their age. Before the celebrations on Sunday, I was joined in 3CR studio with Mayday committee member Joe Montero to talk a little bit about the history of Mayday. Here's Joe. Uh, thanks for joining us, Joe. Pleasure. So right in the middle of the 12 days of action is Mayday, yeah? Could you tell me a little bit about the origins of Mayday? Well, it's uh, there is a bit of confusion about it, but mm-hmm. on the record... The first May Days were actually celebrated, that's anywhere in the world, in Melbourne, around the eight-hour day campaign in April. Mm -hmm. And a march was organised to celebrate that victory. So that that, uh, morphed into a regular day, and it actually became a holiday, uh, an official holiday, as far back as 1879. Uh, it wasn't called that. It was called the eight-hour day, mm-hmm. and not until the nineteen, I think the nineteen thirty, nineteen thirty-four became Labor Day, and in the nineteen fifties it became Moomba. <laughs> yes, uh, which was, and there was a lot, a lot of that. Why it happened is that it was an association with some of the uh, uh, business sectors in Melbourne. There was the battle over free trade and protection, yeah, you know, between New South Wales and Sydney. So that was all mixed up in it. But that is the thing. It was May Day was actually became an international day after the Haymarket massacre in uh, eighteen. I think it was eighteen eighty six. That's right. Yeah, eighteen eighty six in Chicago. What, uh, so what happened of May. in that? Um, well, there there was a strike at a a factory harvester, you know, farm machinery harvester in Chicago, where Haymarket is, and. There was there was a lot of trouble. Uh, cut it short, uh, there was a, a, a demonstration. The police actually ended up open, opening live ammunition into the fire and killed a number of people who participated. And subsequently, uh, next day, a policeman was blown up. Nobody knows who did it, but uh, eight people uh, were arrested. Six were sentenced to death. One got, uh, I believe, 15 years imprisonment. So it became, it grabbed international attention. It became an official event, international event, in 1904. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Second International, uh, at its Congress, declared May 1st is the, is the big day. So it has been since then. It was actually, uh, all, it was actually centred around then as well, the eight-hour day. Now... It's continued from that. Uh, since the eight-hour day in many countries came became a reality, uh, 
other issues, traditional labour issues, came into it. And it became a day to really sum up the experience and an opportunity to have a discussion of where do we go from here. So that became a big part everywhere of May Day. Uh, Today, of course, in many ways, we're reverting back to the 1800s. There is a, a decline in conditions uh, our, the the eight-hour day is really not there. Either you've got less or you've got more. Yeah. And that battle, in some respects, is back on again. And it is directly... Uh, it directly links to the uh, Change the Rules campaign that's on now, really, because it's that same battle we're having to, in many ways, refight. And why is May Day and celebrating May Day important to you as a unionist? Well, it's important to me as far as, yeah, I've enjoyed the conditions that others before me have won. I've tried to participate into making a contribution for the future. And that at the moment uh, and these days is really, for me, the main motivation is that I I think because of those, what those before me have sacrificed and actually given to me, I've got a responsibility to pass on uh, the benefits and improvements wherever I can to the next generation. Great. That's brilliant. Thank you. And um, do you think that we can win this fight, the Change the Rules campaign? I think we can. Uh, I think there is a beginning of a groundswell in Australian society. Uh, it's still not quite uh, at its potential, and this is all going to depend on two things. One is how the number of people who are prepared to put some effort to make a contribution to developing this campaign, but also one of the big lessons that we've learned from history, the importance of an alliance between the trade union movement and the wider community. That is really going to be the key, the decider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Great, brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us on the show. That's Joe Montero, unionist, media, entertainment and arts alliance member and a member of the May Day Committee in Melbourne. Thanks very much. Anytime. And that is it for Stick Together today. Thank you for listening and thanks to everybody who joined us on the show. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and it's broadcast nationally by the Community Radio Network. Podcasts for the show can be found at 3cr.org.au slash sticktogether. And if you want to get in contact with me or any of the other producers of the show, you can give us a call on 03-9419-8377 or send us an email to sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. My name's Sarah McKenzie, and until next time, stick together.